good morning. I'm Annika Colbert. It's Monday, April 4th. San Diego's looking at more tenant protections. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. Next month, more than one million immigrants could regain access to the U.S. asylum system. On Friday, the CDC published an order announcing the end of Title 42. That's a pandemic order started by former President Donald Trump. It's since been used more than 1.7 million times to block migrants from accessing the U.S. asylum system. Ginger Klein is a staff attorney at Al Otro Lado, based in Tijuana. This should have happened a very long time ago. Um, Title 42 has had devastating effects on migrant families across the U.S.-Mexico border who have been forced to remain in dangerous conditions um, for far too long. The order will be terminated on May 23rd. The number of people with COVID-19 in San Diego County hospitals increased by two for a total of 132. That's according to the latest state data. San Diego County public health officials reported 246 cases and seven additional deaths on Friday. California health officials say at least 34 people statewide have contracted norovirus in the past few weeks after eating raw oysters harvested in British Columbia, Canada. In California, people who ate oysters at nine restaurants between March 11 and March 19 reported getting ill. Similar cases have also been reported in other states. Norovirus is contagious and causes inflammation of the stomach and intestines. From I'm KPBS. You're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. California extended its statewide eviction moratorium last month for those still waiting for rental relief. As for here in San Diego, KPBS Race and Equity reporter Christina Kim says today the city could adopt even stronger tenant protections. Council President Sean Ela Rivera of District 9 will introduce a new ordinance to ban no-fault evictions until 60 days after the end of the local state of emergency. We want to make sure that we're not Uh, creating conditions where people are unnecessarily being um, evicted from their homes and, as a result, unnecessarily being placed at risk of homelessness. As their name suggests, no-fault evictions are when a tenant is evicted despite paying rent and obeying the lease. But the landlord wants to leave the rental market, move into the property, or substantially remodel. Ilo Rivera is taking the ban to the city council for a vote on Monday. Christina Kim, KPBS News. 
Today is the last day for early voting in the special election for California's 80th Assembly District that covers the southern part of San Diego, Chula Vista, and National City. KPBS's Debbie Cruz says two Democrats and one Republican are in the race to fill the open seat. In January, the seat opened up after Lorena Gonzalez resigned to take a job with the California Labor Federation. Democrats David Alvarez and Georgette Gomez and Republican Lincoln Pickard are the three candidates on the ballot. Gomez was president of the San Diego City Council and ran an unsuccessful campaign for Congress in 2020. Like Gomez, Alvarez is a Democrat who served on the San Diego City Council. Lincoln Pickard is the third candidate, a Republican, who has run for the seat in four previous elections. The special election is only to fill out the remainder of Gonzalez's term. If no candidate wins a majority of votes, the two frontrunners will go to a runoff on June 7th, the same day as a regular election for the next term, which begins in December. The same three candidates are running in that race, too. Vote centers are open today from 8 a.m. through 5 p.m. for early voting before voters go to the polls on Election Day, April 5th. Debbie Cruz, KPBS News. San Diego Restaurant Week is back. KPBS reporter John Carroll says restaurant tours hope that this year's event will help bring more customers back to their tables. With high marks from restaurant rating organizations like Michelin and Zagat, the restaurant scene was thriving in San Diego. Then the pandemic hit. Restaurants around the region struggled. Some didn't make it. But things are slowly turning around for San Diego eateries. San Diego Restaurant Week 2022 runs from Sunday through next with fixed-price lunch and dinner menus at more than 100 restaurants. Tom Ham's lighthouse owner Andy Bauman says restaurants need the support of the community more than ever. Really, the public, you know, they see this as, as we're past it. It's over. That's what they want. They want it back to normal, which is what we want, too. Unfortunately, with these staffing obstacles and some of the obstacles that we have, it, it's, it's tough. More information is at sandiegorestaurantweek.com. John Carroll, KPBS News. Coming up, moving can be tough in any circumstance. But when the military says it's time for a new duty assignment, the situation can be unnerving. I was deer in the headlights. Like, what do you mean we're moving in 30 days? Wait, wait, we've got to start all over our whole life? We'll have more on some of the hidden challenges of being in the military. That's next, just after the break. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com.
Frequent moves are normal for members of the U.S. military. That means uprooting every two to three years, and sometimes even more often. The Pentagon says the constant shuffling of troops is necessary to meet its staffing and training needs. But as Eric Schmid reports for the American Homefront Project, it creates hidden challenges for military families. The military moves its members around a lot. Maria Reed has made six of them in the past 19 years with her two children and husband, a first sergeant in the Army stationed at Fort Hood in Texas. She says it was tough to adjust to, especially the first ones. I was deer in the headlights. Like, what do you mean we're moving in 30 days? Wait, wait, we've got to start all over our whole life? Reed says she would get a bit overwhelmed trying to coordinate every aspect of a move beyond just packing everything up. She says she often spends hours learning as much as she can about the place her family will move to next. Neighborhoods, school districts, what, what are the things that we like as a family? Are we going to be able to live close to that? Are there any photos, layouts, any sort of floor plans that I can see ahead of time? Reed says she's come to embrace the transient nature of her husband's career, but that doesn't remove any of the challenges her family and others with military members face when they get orders to move. Sarah Meadows is a senior sociologist at the Rand Corporation. She says military families with children face an additional set of obstacles with every move. One is the education piece. Um, The other is sort of the medical piece. Meadows says these challenges are amplified for military families who have kids that need additional support. They need a specific kind of physician. And so you have to think about, well, if I'm going from installation A to installation B, I have that kind of care at installation A. Where am I going to get that care at installation B? Alicia Steele has faced this struggle with her two sons, who both have medical conditions that require extra care. She's moved about five times in the 16 years she's been married to a pilot who's now stationed at Scott Air Force Base near St. Louis. Steele says the Air Force considers her family's specific medical needs when moving them because they're in the military's exceptional family medical program. So they won't even give us an assignment unless the base where we'll be going has checked and believes that there's people in the community that can handle our situations. But she says this doesn't mean her son's doctors have been close by, like when they moved to Travis Air Force Base in Northern California. People in the community said that there was good access to like physical therapy for my son, and it turned out that 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 physical therapy was an hour away through California traffic. They now live on the corner of a quiet cul-de-sac in O'Fallon, Illinois, and much closer to the specialists her older son needs to see. Here we live one block away. Um, purposefully. There are other ways the military has tried to lessen the burden of frequent moves. The Army has a high school stabilization program, which delays a family's move until their child graduates. Maria Reed and her husband were allowed to stay at Fort Hood until both her daughter and son finish high school. We were so lucky. It's such a blessing academically and socially. But Reed says it does come with a downside. We knew when we got high school stabilization for our daughter that my husband was going to have to do an unaccompanied tour in Korea. It's kind of the trade-off. Reed says she's grateful her family has stayed put for the past five years and adds longer stays at a single post would make life much easier for military families. It's a solution Kathy Roth-Duquet agrees with. She's the CEO and founder of Blue Star Families, a nonprofit 
nonprofit that supports military and veteran families. She says the military could also help by giving families more notice and time to plan each time they have to move. People are often moving with less than a month's notice, sometimes with days' notice. That's enormously disruptive. If we don't have an emergency going on, there is no reason why we can't do a better job planning out six months, nine months, even before the family moves. She says that would also help military families address some of the many other challenges frequent moves bring. And that was Eric Schmid reporting from St. Louis. This story was produced by the American Homefront Project, a public media collaboration that reports on American military life and veterans. Funding comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. And one more before you go, the San Diego Repertoire Theater's second annual Black Voices Reading Series continues tonight with Marty Goebel's Food Day. KPBS arts reporter Beth Accomando spoke with the playwright. For playwright Marty Goebel, the family dining room table provides the starting point for her play. Food Day is a play in five courses. You have breakfast, lunch, appetizers, dinner, and a snack with the family as they talk about a big decision that is moving from the Midwest to San Francisco so that the mother can work with um, maximum security inmates and teach them how to cook. San Diego Rep's Black Voices Reading Series seeks out work that serves up a diverse range of stories. Each online reading will be followed by a discussion about the issues raised in the plays. The series continues on Mondays through April 18th. Beth Accomando, KPBS News. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Annika Colbert. Thanks for listening and have a great day.